0: The NBA releases their schedule, and so do the Charlotte Hornets. What are the highlights? We'll get to that, plus Donovan Mitchell. He won't go away. Could he be coming to the QC? That's all today on Locked on Hornets. Locked on Hornets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. We live. (laughs) It's Locked On Hornets, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free, we're available anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, where we will be discussing the schedule release. Some of you have been begging us, pining, if you will, that we actually just make up some news, give you some conspiracy theories, maybe even just lie to you. But we don't have to do that today, Doug. We have some news. (laughs) And we're going to be speaking about the facts. The Charlotte Hornets are set to play an 82-game regular season schedule. And those games have been released to the public and some weird quirks along the way as we talk about this.
1: Yeah, opening night, October 19th. Mark your calendars. The Hornets get started on the road against the San Antonio Spurs. I'm just going to say it right now. I want to go through the whole schedule before preseason and just give you win-loss, win-loss. I want to tell – we'll figure out. I'm, I'm to not to keep up I, with it. We'll try to keep up with it and and come out uh, of the, you know, into the preseason with a win-loss record for the Charlotte Hornets. I'm going to go ahead and get it started right now. And I'm going to say, at San Antonio, easy dub. We're
0: going to be, I don't know, we're going to end up 53-win team. (laughs)
1: We (laughs) 5-0, baby.
0: it's It's easy to talk yourselves into these wins as you just look at it at a game at a time, which is what every coach preaches to their team no matter the sport. Just take it a game at a time. We're going to show you what you would be if you did that in reality. So if we do that... Get 53 wins, 55. Who needs Mike D'Antoni to reach that number? Maybe Steve Clifford can do that in this alternate universe. I will read a couple of the highlights, and, Doug, you can dive in a little bit deeper. The schedule features 22 home games on weekend dates if you're trying to go catch some games at the Spectrum Center, including nine Fridays, eight Saturdays, and five Sundays, a little Uh, Sunday uh, fun day, uh, uh. five times during the year. The season's longest homestand is five straight games. That'll take place from March 11th to the 20th so a little bit later in the season and the longest road trip is six games from december 18th through the 27th that will actually be their west coast road trip and it's a doozy aren't they all the hornets have 12 sets of back-to-back games 12 i know you have some more information on the back-to-back games and some of the weird uh things that i noticed while looking at the schedule along with yourself
1: yeah 12 back-to-back games that compares to last season when they had 15 now the NBA has stated that they are doing their best. They, they've been doing this over the past couple of seasons to limit the number of back-to-back games for all teams. I did note someone on Twitter said that 12 is the lowest number of back-to-backs for uh, any team. I think uh, 10 total teams have 12 back-to-backs, so the Hornets sit <laughs> on the It's low- a nine-way tie. Nine-way tie sits, but but, but you know the, the, the important thing there is that the Hornets sit on the low end, so that's a favorable thing in their schedule. Not favorable though is that they have five of those games that are the worst kind of back-to-backs. That's your road road back-to-backs where you're just traveling uh, from from road game to road game. Uh, they had less of those last year, uh, but the the weird quirk in in the back-to-back situation is this uh, consecutive games versus the same opponent. So this happened twice last season against uh, Phil. There was one against Philadelphia and I'm blanking on the second team that that's, this happened to, but that increases same opponent consecutive games to six this season. And only one of those is a traditional home and home uh, versus Dallas on March 24th. And then they I think they travel, no, they traveled to Dallas uh, March 24th and then back home March 26th against Dallas. The other five are these weird, you play the same team at your house or you play the same team at their, at their house. And, Walker, I think the NBA is trying to do this to limit travel, to limit back-to-backs, to get more players to play, essentially, in the regular season.
0: Yeah, it makes sense for all of their two-game series except for one, and that comes against Dallas later on. But just to give you an idea of what Doug is talking about, you have Miami twice on the road, November 10th and November 12th. Then you scroll down the schedule just a little bit further. Then you have it two in a row. You play the Raptors twice on the road, January 10th, January 12th. You play Boston two times in a row at home, January 14th and January 16th, At 1 p.m. on NBA TV, because that's an MLK day game, which are always awesome. You get a little matinee game. That's always fun. So that'll take place at the Spectrum Center if you want to go January 16th. Those games come in between an eight-road game out of ten-game trip that they have. So anyways... Toronto, Boston, you scroll down a little further, it's not done. In fact, they actually come a little bit more frequently. Cleveland at home a couple times in a row, March 12th and March 14th. Dallas on the road, March 24th at home, March 26th. Then you have Toronto again, April 2nd, April 4th. So the Raptor stuff is happening two times in a row. Now, I also imagine that's due to COVID because Canada different rules. They're saying, get out of here. You nasty Americans. We don't want you here as long and for longer than you have to be. And I understand that. Um, so Raptors makes a little bit more sense, but you're also seeing this with three other franchises.
1: Well, it'd be a good opportunity to get a little bit of playoff practices. If, if the Hornets are in contention for the playoffs, I mean, those where, where you're hosting someone or going to someone for two straight games will give you sort of a, a practice playoff scenario Uh, So could and and what I think three of yeah three of those situations coming uh, towards the end of the season for the Charlotte Hornets. Okay, let's get to the thing that everybody wants to know, Walker, which is how many national TV games are the Hornets playing this season? I have them playing seven total national TV games because I don't like to count the NBA TV games. They have four of those they have three what i think are true national tv games that's when you're playing on espn or you're playing on tnt if it, look nba tv it's the it's the home team local announcers i think a true national tv game is is when you're dealing with jeff van gundy or you're dealing with mike breen you got the you got the pros pros you know doing your game that's when you have a national tv game they have three of those uh, two against Chicago, one against Boston. I think two of those are on ESPN. One of those are on TNT.
0: Really, the draw there—it's the Ball brother bash a couple of times. Chicago once early in the season, once at the end. So that's a little Lonzo Lamelo ESPN airing for both of those games. And then you have the Boston Celtics, which I feel like we've played national television games against yeah, if Boston. Yeah, Lonzo's healthy.
1: Times. What's his deal, right? I mean, yeah, that's Lon- true. Yeah, look, I just googled Lonzo Ball, and it says, "Is Lonzo Ball still injured?" Well, I'll—I'll I'll try to find out
0: yeah well that's the idea but yeah so a couple of espn games one against boston on the road that's february 10th um you do have a tnt game against chicago at home january 26th and then the first one though you're going to get november 2nd in chicago on espn and so those are your really national televised games and it's the ball uh, bringing it in right like that lamello lonzo People want to watch those guys. They want to have the storyline of the brothers going up against one another. And that's carrying a lot of the weight as to why you would have Chicago and Charlotte twice in a season on national TV.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, right? LaMelo ball. Hasn't yet gotten to that point where he is the draw, you know, it's, it's the ball versus ball right now. That's still the weight that is pulling the true national TV game to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, one all-star, if he follows that up with another all-star appearance, if he gets into all NBA territory, if he puts the Charlotte Hornets on his back and drags them to a top six seed in the East, then all of a sudden, I think next season, we're returning here and saying, no, it looks like ESPN and TNT. They just want to see LaMelo Ball put on a show, not the ball versus ball thing. Yeah,
0: yeah if we weren't doing this, we're doing this live basically an hour after the release, really even less than that. Maybe right off the dome, minutes. baby, right off the dome. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would like to have our research team because we're so well funded. We have you know probably hundreds and hundreds of people working for our research team. <laughs> so once those guys actually get to work, I'd like to know maybe the draw of a John Morant and his his second, third year, trying to bring the Grizzlies up to some of those national TV games, because I would argue, I I don't think you were saying otherwise, but LaMelo, a bigger draw than Lonzo. But if it was solely people wanting to watch LaMelo enough, Especially with the team not being good. I mean, the team needs to be better, and this kind of fixes itself. Hey, Charlotte actually is pretty good. They're going to be a top six team, and they have LaMelo. That gives you a couple more nationally televised games, but it's just LaMelo right now, especially no Miles Bridges, who was fun on the court off of the court he's dealing with the felony domestic violence charge so that's not going to be a big draw gordon hayward ain't doing it anymore right so lamello carrying all the weight for charlotte until you play your brother in chicago and that's what's bringing it um to and, espn and tnt
1: and one final note uh before we kick it um the on the national tv front so last season i've got their last season schedule pulled up they had one, two, three, four true national TV games, four fake national TV games, all of those last season on ESPN, only one of those on Chicago. So in fairness, it looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I think that's a, that's a penalty to Charlotte, probably not projected to do as well uh, as they were last season.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. All right. Coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on just yet we'll try to get to some more scheduled nuggets as we go along oh, plus valley sports yeah hot spicy nuggets for your face plus valley sports coming up with an app <laughs> is it gonna be worth it there is an alternative uh, alternative way to watch the hornets but yeah they're they're gonna be nickel and dimeing you along the way it can happen so easily you're out with your friends or co-workers you're putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but now you're good. You're a good driver. You live nearby. It's not that big of a deal. You can make it home. Okay. What are the odds you'll get pulled over though? And even so what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone, yeah, it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe. Go ahead and plan ahead to get a ride, drive sober, or get pulled over. We'll talk a little bit more about the schedule and Bally Sports releasing a new app next on the Locked on Hornets podcast.
1: is Locked on Hornets they're running their rookies to Greensboro. They're driving them to Greensboro and then driving them back the same day to play in an NBA game. I cannot (laughs) wait until the Hornets load manage. It's
0: time for more of the lock on Hornets podcast. Before we move on, I want to get to locked on playing it real serious on me. So how about that read where I have to say you could kill someone not to undermine the severity of not driving drunk, but that was the line that I said in a read. I also was asked to do a national read based off of life insurance. And one of the intro options that I took because it was the one I felt the most comfortable going was, hey, I got good news and bad news. The good news is you're alive. So we're just getting right to the chat. It's <laughs> gotten right to it. And it is it is undeniably good news that you are alive. And so <laughs> the business, they have it right there. All right. You want to give some shout outs? Hey, the people that are alive. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> You're alive. You get to see another season of Hornets basketball starting October 19th versus the thing. San Antonio Spurs. Uh, shout out to VT Red uh, says, love these lives, guys. Glad I was able to catch it early. Uh, Mr. Purple Tornado says, whoa, I've never caught y'all live. Howdy, howdy, Mr. Purple Tornado. Thanks for joining. Topo. Topo. Oh, that's right. Howdy, Topo. topo. I like all these
0: colloquialisms. Howdy, Topo. It doesn't matter. Give it to us all, no matter where you're watching from.
1: Topo. Let's give another Topo to uh Walt saying, who would we possibly trade for Donovan Mitchell? We're going to get to that in just a bit. Don't you worry. We're We're going to talk about Donovan Mitchell. Okay. I think that's going to be it. But uh, keep chatting. Keep give it. Give us your schedule questions. Give us your Donovan Mitchell questions. Give us your Valley Sports plus minus questions.
0: Can I give you my Valley Sports plus minus questions, and can you answer them along with answering the people? What are we looking at here, Doug?
1: Uh, well, so essentially Bally Sports, which uh, covers you know all of the Hornets games, uh, they've released this over the top service so you can uh, if you are a local market. Fan of the Charlotte Hornets. So you live within a market which you would on your cable provider get Bally Sports. You can buy this Bally Sports Plus plan for $19.99 a month, $189.99 a year, and you get all of the Hornets games. Uh, So this helps people, I guess, who are either using YouTube TV, Hulu, some other service that doesn't have Bally Sports or doesn't have a service at all. And they don't want to, they can't buy league pass in the local market. Cause if you buy league pass in the local market, it all gets blacked out. So now at least you have an option. What do you think about it? It doesn't help me at all. Yeah. Cause I'm out we, of market.
0: Right? No, it helps me. Yeah. It's a lot of money per month to pay for individual basketball games that I'm going to watch. But also, you know, it's what I got to do when you host a daily podcast about the Hornets and you don't want to watch cable, this is going to be the other option because I'm a little bit hesitant here, Doug. In fact, you can be the businessman and producer to go ahead and wave me off here, but I I'll just, I'll just go ahead and take it upon myself. I'll, I'll sidestep bashing, or maybe not talking about another way to watch the Charlotte Hornets that I, that I did last year. Cause it wasn't very good. In fact, it was quite frustrating to watch the Charlotte Hornets. I did obviously, but on that platform, it wasn't very good, but maybe you can try to figure out what it was, but I'm not going to talk about it anymore all I'll say is that I will be getting this Valley sports app because I'm not going to go back to cable and I'm going to get this. And I'm, you know, for me, I know, I know for a fact that I will be watching pretty much every single Charlotte Hornets game. So I'm going to take that year option because it's cheaper and I'm just going to ride with it, you know, unless, you know, I'll figure that out, but yeah, I'm rolling with it, Doug. This is going to be me.
1: So bronze Ben Simmons says, so Bally sports is $20 per month for all local blackouts this year coming up for all. Yeah. I mean, you get, I I would assume the only games you don't get are the, the, uh, national TV games. So those will be blacked out, but you wouldn't get those anyway. So, Mm -hmm. but I don't blame Bally for the pricing. They are, what they're doing is essentially saying, okay, you want league pass one team. That's, that's generally like one eighty nine dollars a year. That's like around the price of league pass one team. You want that. But you only want Hornets. You can't get it from League Pass, so you get it from us instead. Because yeah. if you if you compare it to like Hulu or YouTube TV or, or Disney Plus or any of these other, yeah, it's, the price is gonna be way higher than that. But relative to the market, the only other player in the game is NBA. And the NBA is, to me, I blame the NBA because they've screwed this up so royally over the past. It's just like the whole idea of regional sports networks, I think, should go away. And I think ultimately it will. Like this is, to me, this Valley Sports Plus is the last dying breath of a regional sports network. Um, You know, I, I don't know what the next evolution of it looks like, but I don't think I don't think what I'll say is this. Whether you subscribe to it this year or not, I don't think you're going to be subscribing to it five years from now because it's either going to be bundled with something else or the NBA is just going to say, forget it. We're giving you all the games and we'll we'll do it how we want to do it.
0: Well, the MLB is who this really affects, too, because the MLB, with a dying sport like baseball is, or at least not dying, but the lack of popularity that is surrounding it, a lot of baseball fans would be angry with Major League Baseball because they were making it so damn hard to consume their sport that it's not doing so well. (laughs) And so it didn't make a whole lot of sense, especially for them, where the NBA, it's not the NFL in popularity, but it is more popular than Major League Baseball. So either way, yes, I will be a part of this. I will be subscribing, and I will be getting the Valley Sports app.
1: Uh, Mellow One of One says, if I live in Virginia, will Hornets games be blacked out? I don't think there's any (laughs) I'm I'm just (laughs) going to say I don't know, because, look, I'll tell you one thing. I live in, right now I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm blacked out for both Atlanta, which is three and a half hours away, and Memphis, which is also like three plus hours away. So... I'm going to say, I'm not sure. I would think that no part of Virginia, maybe, maybe if you're like right on the line between Virginia and North Carolina, that they would count that um, as being part of the local market. Um, I'm sure that if you go to sign up and you put in your zip code into the Bally sports plus thing, it's going to tell you, Hey, you're not in market. I would not give us $20 because you will not be able to watch anything on here.
0: Yeah, real quickly, do you want to take a look a little bit more at the schedule before we move on? Just a a few things that you have in your notes here. One, no Christmas Day game, of course. Um, No overseas trips. We've had the Paris game before. That's not taking place. And uh, Doug, you have written here, you have to do division work early. How do you think the beginning of the schedule stacks up for them?
1: Yeah, so they play uh, the southeast teams. They have 2 in October, 5 in November, 2 in December, 2 January, 4 in February, but then March and April, down the stretch, they only have one game against the division. Why is this important? Tiebreakers. I mean, you got to win those, di- you know, the division really doesn't matter for anything except for playoff scenario tiebreakers. Uh the this schedule honestly is pretty similar to last season. And if we looked at the past five seasons or so, it's probably very similar, maybe the past 10 seasons, because this franchise always sort of sets it up this way where you're playing a lot on the road in December and January, and uh, you are playing more at home in in March and April. And over the years that it has some, sometimes that has to do with the scheduling quirks of like trying to get college basketball, You know, more in Charlotte. Uh, But so, but they've always done this. And for the past two seasons, March and April have been the Hornets' opportunity to make stretch runs. They did it last season. They were actually really good 13 and six, I think. They closed out March and April. So they'll have that same opportunity again to play a lot at home. Uh, But they've got, but in contrast to last season, they've got to do division work early. Uh, If they lose those division games, they get themselves into a playoff tiebreaker hole.
0: Yeah, and plus, uh, when is the last time the Hornets won the Southeast Division? Hasn't it been a ridiculously long time? Wow. You, you know, nobody nobody cares about division titles except maybe for us because we have not here in Charlotte had that title ever? Like I... so long, but it has had to have been won once, right?
1: Well, certainly when they won. Well, I don't know, you know, because it's winning 50 games. It's well, been a while since they've done that, and yeah. – I'll look Hawks, it Hawks,
0: Heat, Magic, Wiz, Hornets. Because
1: the problem is, when they were winning 50 games, uh, they were doing it when a couple of franchises were having even even better runs. Uh, so I'll
0: I'll try to look this up. All right, you looked that up. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We may find an embarrassing answer to the question we just asked. Plus, we had a <laughs> bolt of electricity go through the rumors that is Donovan <laughs> Mitchell possibly going to the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get to that in just a moment as well. But now before we talk about Bet Online, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's Major League Baseball regular season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information. That includes live betting, esports, even scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action, bet online where the game starts. More Locked On Hornets coming up next.
1: This is Locked On Hornets. And which, what, would I have liked to see a few more shards? Sh- shards? No, I would not
0: have <laughs> liked to what shards. Only on the Locked
1: On Podcast Network.
0: Your team every day. Doug, I looked it up too, and I don't know if you're getting the same answer I am, but I don't think the Hornets have won a Southeast Division title.
1: (laughs) Well, they certainly never won a Southeast Division title. I don't believe, according to this, that they've ever won a division title at all. They've, They've come up second a few times. I can read those off. So when they won 50 games for the first time back in 94, 95, shout out Alan Bristow, they finished second of seven in their division. Again, there were more teams in the division at that time and I'm not, it's going to take me too long to get the actual division who won it. I mean, I assume Chicago.
0: <laughs> well, remember we just did this box score where we were looking at the team where we had a whole lot of high hopes for for Larry Johnson, Alonzo Mourning, coming back, no Michael Jordan. And we thought, hey, maybe this is a team that could potentially go to a conference championship. Injuries derailed them. But looking at the top of the standings, it was the Atlanta Hawks who had, I think, 57 wins that year, something close, Mookie Blaylock, Steve Smith. So even the Hawks, a couple of times, who also had gone a long instance without getting to the conference championship. Even the Hawks uh, were, were up there competing. Yeah, so they win. They win, fi- titles.
1: they win 51 games, which is the most they've ever won in 97, 98 in the 97, 98 season. They won 51 games. The problem was the Indiana Pacers won 58 and the Bulls won 62. So the most they've ever won and they finished third in their, their division. I mean, it's just been some kind of rotten luck. Uh, they finished in 01-02, they finished second in their division. Okay, they come back as the Bobcats. Now they're only five teams in a division, so you'd think it'd be easier. Uh, but even when they went to the playoffs those few times as as members of the Bobcats, they finished no better than third. The last time they finished second in the division was in 2018, 2019, aka the first uh year for James Borrego, they missed the playoffs but they finished second in the southeast that's how miserable yeah. the southeast division was
0: <laughs> Yeah that, that way there there are a couple of years where the heat will have to go through not Miami heat years, if that makes sense, where they remember when they had the transition from Dwayne Wade and Shaq to eventually getting LeBron in 2010. And then you had the the years where the heat were like barely missing the playoffs or sneaking in at the eighth spot. Um, but then eventually they'd get Jimmy Butler and uh, yeah, and start to climb the standings again. So not the Hornets, though. The Hornets aren't doing that unless Doug possibly they could find a way to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Uh-oh. And this thing got some life. This rumor got some life over the weekend or maybe just a couple of days ago. Sham Sharania put out there in a tweet or a write-up that, yes, the Knicks and the Jazz have re-engaged in trade talks, but the Wizards and the Hornets have already been doing that. Those are two franchises that have been in talks for a while, trying to land Donovan Mitchell. But this goes back to a theory you've had all along, Doug, the more you hear about the Charlotte Hornets. The more unlikely you think there's a chance that Donovan ends up here in Queen City.
1: No, this is uh, it's it's the Knicks or no one. I think at this point the Wizards and the Charlotte Hornets, both in the Southeast Division, by the way, are those uh, those two unlucky souls who are being used at, to make the New York Knicks jealous and to get the New York Knicks to hand over even more picks. I believe the New York Knicks can offer seven total first-round picks. Now, I don't know if that's what's what it's gonna, going to take, but they've got three picks via other teams, and they've got four of their own picks that they can offer. I think the max that the Hornets could offer at this point are four picks, the one that they have from via Denver that they got from this uh, past uh, draft trade that they did, and then three of their own that they could part with. So the Knicks have... And I think the Wizards say they're in the kind of the same boat. They can offer four of their own picks and then you know a couple of young players. But I just think like of the Wizards, Knicks, and Hornets, the the, the Knicks can offer significantly more draft compensation. They've probably got some better young players too. The Hornets would have to part with PJ Washington. They probably have to part with Kai Jones, James Booknight. You know, uh, they're not going to part with Mark Williams, I don't think. But they'd have to offer up as sacrifice two of their young prospects as well. I mean, it would it would take a ton, and I don't even know that it's that it's interesting to talk about it because I think the Knicks are that far in the driver's seat.
0: The Knicks just have to it, the the Jazz have to be hell bent on getting RJ Barrett, and the Knicks have to be hell bent on not sending him out because mm. he's got to be the most valuable asset among any asset that's grown legs to this point. First round picks are always going to be extremely valuable. But R.J. Barrett, I, plus he's even polarizing. I'm not saying this is some definitive statement on R.J., but including the Hornets prospects, R.J. Barrett has to be the most valuable, right, of all the young players outside of Lamelo, who's not getting traded. All the right. tradable, quote unquote, assets.
1: No, I I totally I totally agree with that. I don't think I mean Washington can offer up Rui Hachimura and. But I don't think they've got any. Yeah, I don't think they've got any prospects that really that really match up there. But but they've got the four you know four of their own first rounders that they can deal because that Denver first rounder is like a nothing first rounder. You know that's not it's not really going to mean anything to to Utah because it's going to be low.
0: One and you have to make it a stretch, but that's fine. We're in the off season, so I'm going to go ahead and stretch this. This will be my stretch strong it. man question. It would be interesting to go back in time. And see, maybe maybe go into the future and then talk about then how much that Kai Jones trade affected their ability for an in-season trade to possibly land Donovan. It might make it more imperative that Kai Jones needs to work out. Because, remember, they traded up with the New York Knicks in the first round to go land Kai Jones at 19 which was great, and you didn't have to get rid of a whole lot, and it was heavily protected. A lot of people were happy about that, and sure, I get that side of things. One thing I did want to mention at the time, too, was that you could not use that first-round pick anymore during an in-season trade because you didn't control it. That belonged to New York. Eventually, that went to Atlanta in a Cam Reddish deal but charlotte couldn't trade that which means now i believe that is the reason that they're only allowed to offer three first round picks to this point and so if kai jones doesn't work out then you will have given up some ammo to actually help new york in some way now they got rid of it but to help new york some way land donovan mitchell if charlotte truly wanted to go after another star to pull up put alongside Lamelo. just an interesting little trail to watch
1: yeah and if look if uh if Jalen Duran works out and Kai Jones doesn't, then Mitch Kupchak will at yeah, that right. point lose all of the draft capital that I've afforded him for making a few good calls here Mark and there. Mark Williams
0: because, has, to, has to save the day on that one. And even then, it's not getting completely the bad taste out of your mouth. Mark Williams has to be good.
1: No, well, I always thought you could play Jalen Duran and Mark Williams together at some point if they both worked out. I didn't think that was impossible, so I, I would. Or, even... or
0: just use it on, you know, what other prospect you liked, you know, like you know, Brandon. Instead or of giving it away, whoever, which is essentially
1: right. what the Hornets did, they gave away the 13th pick and, and, and got a worse pick. Like, which uh, you know, al- <laughs> it's, not, it's not great.
0: Which has always been the problem. All right, any more shouts to end us here today on this live streaming Wednesday.
1: Uh, David mentioning that I got a beard in one week. I told you I, sh- I shave it off. I and thought I about up,
0: that yesterday. I yeah, grow back quick, man. I, I, mean, don't, I don't even recognize it. I, I, the other day I was like, man, yeah, there is something unusual about Doug today, but I wasn't able to pinpoint it. You did grow a beard very quickly. Is your baby happy, Doug, that you grew a beard?
1: Well, you know, she's, she's uh 10 months old now. She's happy all the time. She's crazy. Okay, she's great. full of energy, full of life. Uh, making baby me Ricky. Not going. <laughs> making me not go to sleep so uh i she's she's great she's happy i am exhausted
0: you're not so happy
1: uh let's see shout outs shout outs uh let's see do do, scrolling 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 a lot of people in here uh sharing some thoughts on how to get around some of these blackout issues yeah (laughs) that's fine hey look if you're a computer wizard go for it i just i don't i have a baby i don't have time to figure out vpns Uh, vnp i don't know i got i like being a conduit
0: for the black market i really enjoy that
1: uh uh near meyer says hi Lamelo ball is my favorite person uh right now he's our favorite person because i like the, that. the hopes player, and dreams but, of the charlotte yeah. hornets rest solely on his shoulders
0: i like not you don't hear favorite person all that much referring to an nba player but i like that not not favorite player but favorite person anything else doug or should we end it there
1: i can give you a little strength of schedule information if you're okay. interested in that this comes to us so us
0: please help me let's do it
1: Positive residual.com tracks strength of schedule. They factor in travel. They factor in obviously the strength of the opponent uh versus last year. And that's a kind of an interesting point though, because we have a couple of big moves, including the one we just talked about. Donovan Mitchell may move teams. We've got Kevin Durant might move teams. Kyrie Irving might move teams. So they finally, re- they released the schedule. We don't know where all these teams are going to land. It could change the landscape of the national TV games might get worse or better, uh, and the strength of schedule might be interesting. Uh, the the changes, but but for right now, knowing what we know, the Hornets have the uh, are 19th in terms of the easiest schedule, so uh, a little tougher than average uh, when you factor in uh, the rest advantages and the teams that they play.
0: Yeah, let's end by informing you about LeBron James, too. Just some news coming in today. LeBron James did sign a two-year extension with the L.A. Lakers. There is a player option after that first year, so possibly – or th- there is a player option in between that extension that still allows him to bail if he wants to, to go play with his son, Bronny, which has been something very interesting we're all kind of Charlotte, watching in the Mitch future. Mitch Mitch Kupchak, yeah, you know what right. to do. everybody.
1: You know what to everybody. do, Mitchie. Go get Bronny, <laughs> um, Mitchie and Bronny. LeBron
0: James making over 97 million dollars because of that two-year extension and that does make him the NBA's highest earning player as it comes to NBA contracts and he takes down Kevin Durant with that so Kevin was the first what was the record holder there LeBron James took that over with this contract extension
1: uh by the way, I did look it up. I don't know what Memphis had in terms of national TV games because you mentioned this earlier John ja Morant how much has he lifted Memphis into? national game territory so i don't know what he had last season but i'll tell you after well first of all they're playing on christmas day yeah and it's Hornets. different
0: now because they're good and they they actually have a playoff series where they were competitive against golden state so it is different but yes okay
1: totally. but memphis is good even though they played well without john moran i understand that i get the record i, I get it i get all of that but they're good because they have Ja Morant. Like, they they are at, they are playoff competitive we can get because the they have this. Yeah. Ja Morant. And so the Memphis is good because Ja Morant is not only good, like, he's MVP caliber good. Mm-hmm. And now Memphis is looking at 28 national TV games. So if you want the Hornets <laughs> on national TV, LaMelo Ball has to get ball. into MVP territory. I mean, that's I all went, it takes.
0: Yeah, we, we had nine last year, and that was the most we've
1: had. Is we had 8 right? last year we had we had 8 ones. well we had 4 real ones 4 mm-hmm. fake ones for a total of 8 we reduced that down to 7 we get 3 real ones and 4 fake ones yeah. uh this season david Less walker always disagrees with me on that by the way he always says that nba tv games are real national tv games and i always say where is mike breen yeah bring me I- breen
0: Yeah, I think I'm with you. I want to hear the bang. And if I don't, then it's not a national TV game. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. We appreciate you joining us, making us your first listen. Remember to make your second listen. Locked On NBA. You can catch it anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube, too. They're also on YouTube. So go check them out again. Locked On NBA. 30-minute daily update. Everything taking place within the association. We'll talk more schedule tomorrow. We have a few things. To I think discuss maybe go back into history again tomorrow but just stick with us follow us on lockdown hornets anywhere you get pods and you'll find out have a great rest of your day
1: hey real quick walker bronze ben simmons asked do you guys think the season will have a better record than last season yes Uh, no what
0: do you think (laughs) what do you think sounds like a tease sounds like a tease for tomorrow is what it sounds like